Welcome back to Story. We're rekindling America's love affair with the horse one Saturday at a time. I'm Lori Richliano, your host, along with my co-host and husband, Victor Richliano. If you enjoy all things equine, you know this is most definitely the place to be. You know, Lori, in the last two segments, we talked about some of the things that we're doing and that other people, other trainers and other barns are doing to stay open and active during this national crisis that we're going through right now in this pandemic. And in this last segment, what I'd like to do is talk about our reasons why. Why is it so important to you to make sure that the lessons and the therapy sessions are still given? Well, this is a big deal um, because one thing that goes above everything, horses heal. We know that. That's why equine psychotherapy is so effective is because the horses are truly like little biofeedback machines, honestly. So if we're having a tough day, that horse is reading us and they tell us and we can see that. I can see when a rider is nervous because not only are they holding it in, the horse is starting to read this as well. So now when we get I mean, even I myself, when I come out of the house and I've been listening to the news, I'm kind of tense. And when I get to the horses, the horses are a little bit jumpy at first. I see this and it's and I have to take a breath and realize I'm in a safe spot. I'm okay. What if I I don't know. Did you hear that last lesson that I did this last week? I was talking to um, one of my riders as she was we were doing some jumping and we were doing some flat work. And this has to also do with, we'll talk about this in a future episode, about how you hold your mouth and how you hold your tongue. Right. I don't know if you heard that. Right. Now, this is a very odd thing, and we've got studies on it. And so I was, when I read the studies, I was like, wow, I didn't realize that. When a person is nervous, they tend to hold their mouth a certain way, their jaw, and they also tend to put their tongue on the roof of their mouth or off to the side, depending upon where it is. Now, that in itself doesn't seem so bad, except you realize that the tongue is very complicated because it actually is connected to a lot of tendons, a lot of muscles, and everything that goes down through your neck, through your shoulders, through your back, and you literally can tie you up. Now, the horses are similar. Horses, when that's the reason why master bit makers know how to, some horses are a little bit more sensitive to bits that sit on the tongue. So that's why they have mullins, mullin bits, which go above the tongue so that their tongue is relaxed. We found out that the horse's tongue is also like a human's tongue. It actually has a lot of ligaments and tendons and such that go deep into their throat, causes tension. So now when you heard me today, or I'm sorry, is the other day we were out there talking about it because I've talking about earlier when I was giving that lesson to the rider I said relax take a breath take a nice deep breath shoulders up back and down which is kind of loosens your shoulders drop the tongue from the roof of your mouth and, and relax. what happened all of a sudden the horse dropped its head right. and did the did she drop her tongue did she look at you funny yeah well you know it's the the reason that it's so important to Lori and I to continue is that it, it is a relief and kids especially today, a lot of them don't understand what's going on. They just know that school's been shut down because somebody's going to get sick, so we can't go to school. And they don't, and they're not getting answers. We're not getting full answers. And, but it's worse for them because they 
really have a lack of control. Right. You know, it's up to the parents and stuff like that. I mean, we've even, you know, we like I said, we try and keep no more than 10, less than 10 people in the barn at one time. And when those when those 10 people are in the barn, you have to think about it. Usually one's up on a horse, another one's lunging, and you've got a horse on a 60-foot lunge line, yeah. you know, that you've got about 15, 20 feet of it stuck out there. So that horse is going around at breakneck speed. No one's getting close to that person in the center. Yeah. Um, so they're out there on their own. If they're cleaning a stall, they're doing one stall by themselves you know, that type of thing. So they're keeping that uh, social distancing that everybody says that we need to, but they're also doing some normal things. I mean, uh, I picked up uh, Mallory this week and brought her out to the barn. Uh, Matt and Mary are both working. Mary's in the medical field. So she's constantly screening people that are coming into the clinic and talking to them on the phone and doing the telehealth and all the other stuff like that. You know, Matt works for the state, so they're out making sure that all the roadways and stuff are set the way they need to be and all those good things. So it's hard for them to, the kids used to come on the bus for their lessons. Well, the bus isn't running. So we made an arrangement for three days a week on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays that uh, I call it the, uh, the Richland, <laughs> Richlandville Farms uh, pickup bus, you know. Right. And uh, it's, uh, I'll drive into the town and pick up Mallory, then drive out and pick up Danielle and uh, Jessica and bring them all out to the farm, and it'll be like a normal day for them. It's actually runs a little bit longer because they're there from morning to the afternoon when they come and get when people come and pick them up. Yep. But they get to spend a day with the horses and you can see the difference in them from when they walk in the door to when they're getting ready to leave. Now, this is a big thing because when we talk about an equine psychotherapy, one of the biggest things that horses do is help regulate. Okay, And when we have children who are having anxiety issues, uh, have experienced trauma or just are just nervous in general, a lot of that is because they don't know how to regulate. So the horse teaches you how to regulate. So all of a sudden, we're going to get them back into a schedule. They're going to get back into a way that they can just know, okay, I do this, 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 and this. They need guidelines. Right. And it helps them. Right. And it's also making sure, you know, and it's not just for the kids too, but some of the adults. I mean, it's, you know, we watch the news. uh, It's barraged at us all the time. Uh, 24-7 of, you know, the pandemic, the pandemic. And then we have these things that we keep in our pockets or in little cases yep. or in our purses or somewhere attached close to our body. And they're and they dinging and they buzzing. And you have to look at them. And even if we don't want to, and even if we try to, you know, distance ourselves from those things, even if you go to the grocery store, even if you are not a, what do we call a prepper, you know, who is ready oh, for yeah, all these things. Oh, ready for everything. Okay. You know what? You even if you're not, you just go there for your regular grocery shopping. You're like, there's nothing. There's in the nothing shelves. here. You know, we were that in, causes anxiety. We were in the grocery store a week or so ago, and you're walking through, and it's it's eerie. Yeah, because it's very the eerie. shelves are empty and they're picked through. And according to what we're hearing, it's not a problem with our supply. We can get the stuff here, but the problem is that people are grabbing up so quickly that right. they don't have a chance. To they don't get to restock it. Yes. That's why a lot of the stores have changed their hours. They're closing, and closing earlier. earlier. And it was funny because we're walking through and I was listening, you know, I like to listen to other people's conversations. Oh, it's, it's you're probably, one of those. It's probably not the best thing to be doing, but I find it quite entertaining. Wait a second. 
So you're listening to other people's conversations at Walmart. Right. Mm. And it's, it's very what have you? Yeah, what have you heard? Well, when we were walking through, because I end up pushing the cart. Right. And Lori ends up looking through everything. I mean, she reads everything before she decides what she's going to buy. And so we're standing in the vegetable aisle, yeah. the canned vegetable aisle, and everything's gone. Yeah. There's nothing left on the shelves. Hardly and There's a few miscellaneous cans and this... This couple walks in and they're trying to buy food and the the lady, the guy picks up a can of canned okra okay, and puts it in the cart. And the lady goes, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm buying this. Well, why? Because it's the only thing, thing left. left. Well, yeah. what is it? I don't know. It says okra. Okra. <laughs> no, it's He's okra. No. Definitely and from the north. They have no idea what canned okra is. They're in for a very rude awakening. It, oh, it's horrible stuff if you've ever eaten it. It's very slimy. It's like slime in a can. It's awesome. You know, it's horrible. But the only reason that they're buying it is because it's what's left on the shelf. Mass hysteria. And it's a panic. It's oh, a yeah. panic buy. They wouldn't even give it a second thought before. Oh, yeah, I know. I see people gra- you know, grabbing up like gravy mix and stuff and you're like, what are you going to do with that? Oh, or yeah. even Eight, better, the ones who are buying like dried beans. I'm like, do you no know idea how, how to cook, cook dried those? beans? I don't know? think you do. They so take them home, put them in the microwave for 15 yeah. minutes and see what happens. Found out that didn't work. You know, but it's it's that type of feeling. You know, it, it's, it's even ominous. eerie. Like I can tell you like this week, this past week in the mornings when I went to pick up the girls. Yes. There's nobody on the roads. Really? And it's eerie. I wouldn't know because we're at the farm. Yeah, and so our life hasn't changed you know, much. So it's like when you're driving down, it's like, you know, and we don't have a lot of traffic because we're in a very rural area. So to have even less traffic is even more eerie. Yeah. You know, and so those are the stresses that people are going through right now. Right. So that means, and if we're stressed like that, can you imagine how it is in the city? Because we know subways are stuff, they're shutting those down, everything. So the big thing is, the big takeaway from all this is find a barn, find a horse, get a brush, and come back to normalcy. Yes. And with that, Lori, we're going to take one last break. And when we come back, we're going to wrap the show up. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. 